0: Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right now. Hey, welcome to this episode. We are gonna talk about uh, five ways to fail well. Now, before I get into this, you might be thinking, fail well. Um, A, you'd probably like to avoid failure altogether. Um, but B, since that's not possible as we kind of gun our way to success, we do have to change our entire frame of reference around this single word. And I think failure, you know, when you really think about it, it's contextualized most often the wrong way. We think of it as something that's negative. We think of it as something that is painful and quite often it can be. But the lesson that can be found within the failure can reverse that pain and bring joy and achievement and prosperity unlike almost any other shift in mind sad that you can probably ever create. I uh, I think that as I look at, at salespeople and as I look at helping people get equipped to grow, I reflect back on, on my own life. I reflect back on failed sales calls, you know, calls that didn't go well. I reflect on um, a loan that didn't close on time and the pain and and the anguish that maybe that brought to uh, the relationship, to the borrower and to my real estate agents. I think about Oftentimes, decisions that I've made that that uh, have yielded a result that, man, I wish I could go back in and, and change that and 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 get a do-over. And so often is the case with failure that you don't get do-overs; you just get do-better's. And that's really what failure is about. You can't erase a failure. You can't undo a failure. You can't do it over again. But you can do it better, and you can do the things differently better that will reduce, if not substantial substantially eliminate the amount of failure that you have. Now, let's talk about the attitude towards failure because one of the keys that I'm going to give you is that whole perspective. I want you to, to not wake up in the morning and, and pound your chest and say, you know, bring on the failure. I am ready. Although I do want you to have a mindset that there is a direct relationship between failure and success. And, uh, and as often the case, the more that we can understand the failure and the more that we can understand the shift that is required in strategy or uh, posture or or decision or investment or whatever the case might be, the less likely we are we are to make that same failure, that same choice later on that would cause a negative outcome. So in my life, uh, I, I have experienced a lot of failure. I've experienced a lot of success. I've experienced some colossal failures, some failures that felt almost near death. I think it's interesting that uh, there's not an entrepreneur on the planet that hasn't had a, quote, near-death experience. Anybody trying to do something well, anybody trying to do something at the outer edges of excellence and, and raising you know the level of performance and going for it and having a almost bet the farm on this kind of mentality, man, you are going to have failure. So the key is not whether or not you're going to have it or not. The key is when you have it. How do you deal with it? Okay, so one of the keys that I like to tell people is in the midst of failure, you have to have a don't give up mentality. And when failure raises its ugly head, it doesn't mean that the outcome that you are looking for is gone forever. Uh, It just means that what you're doing right now hasn't worked. And so I think about this often. I think about the give up factor. I think about one of my own personal rules that's called the 95% rule. And the 95% rule sounds a little bit like this. 95% of the people go 95% of the way. And they get about five percent of what's available to them. There's a small percentage, five percent of the people, they go hundred percent of the way, and they get about ninety-five percent of what's available. I think it was uh, I think it was Einstein that said how sad it is that people give up when they're knocking on the door of success, they're almost there. And you know, there's this kind of tipping point that does occur. That if you can take a failure, you can you kind of look at it and formulaically decide the positive in it and and kind of reset, then that is the attitude of a winner. There is a direct relationship between bouncing back from failure and ultimately succeeding at a high level. The second thing, and I think probably one of the ones that deserves an asterisk is the idea of get naked. And when I talk about getting naked, I talk about becoming totally transparent, totally authentic, totally vulnerable. You know, I mean, really, really getting Kind of, kind of naked in your own mind about stripping it down and just figuring out, okay, what is the honest assessment? And I think that there's too much posturing that goes on when we're talking about succeeding and we're talking about this idea that that success is a byproduct of failing and 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 moving on. Um, we tend to not have this kind of introspective, just honest, get real. Kind of discussion with ourselves on. Um, okay, so what went wrong? I remember one of the most significant failures I ever experienced was I bought a major company with about three hundred employees, and it did not go well. And within a couple of years, I had to divest myself of all uh, the assets of that company and and the company in and of itself, which was at that time distressed. Uh, I had I had not done well, and I had to get really really honest with me. I had to get honest with owning. What were the things that maybe I could have done differently that would have changed the outcome of that acquisition. And this one decision that that uh, that did not go well uh, set about uh, in, in motion almost seven years of, of challenges that I had to continue to gun through and work through and keep my head above water and keep an optimistic spirit and keep flooring it and thinking about, okay, how do I learn? How do I learn? How do I learn? And in one acquisition, I learned two major decisions. I over-delegated, which I shouldn't have. I should have kept my wraps on a few key things like sales and marketing and expense management. And the other thing I did is I delegated the checkbook, which I shouldn't have done. I should have kept the authority of signing checks under my signature only and not allowing somebody else to have the have those privileges. Those two things alone today in my organization, I, I run those. I own those. I own those two things. I sign the checks and I lead sales and marketing because when you overdelegate and you overdelegate in critical areas and they fail, it can really cause some some big wounds. But I had to get honest and you got to get through the humility and you got to get through the emotional maybe conversations that you're having with yourself about how did I miss that or or why didn't I see that? Or, you know, wow, that was so evident. And it's okay. It's it's all kind of the spin on understanding that if you're not dead and you're not underground or or, or cremated, you got life, you can improve. You can continue to go forward. So this idea of getting... Brutally honest, I think, is is just critical. Uh, the third is this idea of um, not only in the midst of failure, but in looking back on failure, you must change your attitude. And we all know in selling that, you know, attitude is everything. We've been told that our, our whole career. But in the in the business of failure, it is really about how are you thinking, and and how do you let that creates self-talk in your mind that is negative and not conducive to pulling your way forward. Uh, as I record this episode, my 19 year old son is in his sixth week of real estate and got his license about two and a half months ago and uh, he's 19, he looks like he's 19, um, but he is gunning for the world. He is optimistic as, as all get out, but even in that spirit, you know, he and I are talking on a fairly regular basis about setbacks and failure. I remember sharing with him at dinner last week what i learned early in my sales career and it was called the champion's creed and it was authored by tom hopkins and if you've studied any of my my teachings, you know, that he was an influential man in my life and really helped me understand some of the the powerful tools in selling and selling well. But I remember the Champion's Creed when he first said it. I said I'm going to memorize that, and anytime I'm in the midst of my attitude going the wrong way, I'm going to go through the Champion's Creed, and I still remember it today as well as I did when I first learned it, probably 30 years ago. And the Champion's Creed is, you are not judged by the number of times you fail, but by the number of times you succeed. And the number of times you succeed is in direct relation to the number of times you can fail and keep on going. And I love that because as I shared it with my youngest son, and as I as I told him, I said, isn't it cool that you can get a lot of these failures out of the way by just changing your attitude. Imagine people getting their real estate license when they're 24 or 25 or 26. You've got five years of them. Imagine everything you're going to be able to learn in the next four or five years that they're going to have to learn four or five years from now. I mean, isn't it a great thing that you are young and that you're learning how to succeed and you're learning how to fail early in life? And just that whole mentality of, how do I change my attitude? When I was in the midst of my, my failure in acquiring that large company, I, I had to ask myself on a regular basis a single question about the failure. And the question was, what is good about this? You know, in, in terms of failure, what is good about this failure? What is the lesson it's teaching? What is the new strategy it's going to help me create? What is the one message of something that I need not do next time because I don't want to repeat this or have this come up again? And this idea of, of attitude management, I think Chuck Swindoll is right when he says, you know, 90% of uh, uh, our, our experience in life is not what happens to us, but how we respond to it. And 10% might be what happens to us. And so it's gonna happen if you have a plan that is big, if you have a dream that is large, if you have goals that are inspiring, there is an odds on chance that that you are going to experience more and more failure. But it's the perspective about this. And I think that word, I mean, you might wanna write this down, perspective. What is your perspective around failure? You know, when Edison, uh, at the age of 67, had his entire factory burned to the ground, he was asked uh, just a poignant question. How does it feel to have everything you've worked on in your life destroyed? And he said, the best news about my factory burning up is every single mistake, every failed experiment, everything that didn't work out has been burned up with it. Talk about perspective, talk about a healthy attitude to what is so oftentimes interpreted as a negative word, right? And what's interesting about Edison is, is several months after that factory burned down, um, he received the patent for the electronic phonograph. And that phonograph paid the way back then to what today we know is digital music, right? And the ability to have an iTunes or to have a Spotify, to have you know music played the way that it's played, all goes all the way back to a factory that was burned down, mistakes that were burned up with it, and an inspired entrepreneur who months later created the electronic phonograph. You can days later, weeks later, months later, you can change everything if you change your attitude. Okay, the fourth is to understand that your failure is not your future. And I think this is, a, this is a fairly big idea. Your failure has nothing to do with your future. Your failure is a moment in time that tells you what not to do next time. Your failure is the greatest teacher that if you understand the lesson, your future is enlarged. In fact, I'll tell you that there's a strange kind of reality behind the attitude that he who succeeds at the highest level is generally he who can endure failure at the highest level. And I know that none of us wake up. I certainly don't wake up looking forward to failure. I mean, I don't have it on my things to do today list. Let's fail. I do have an attitude. Let's get failure out of the way. Let's get it, you know, let's get it done by breakfast. Let's just, let's just get it over with, right? Because it's going to happen if you're a high standards person. Imagine going for an Olympic medal. Imagine what it takes to get to an Olympic team. Imagine what it's like in an Olympic event to compete against 8 or 10 or 15 other people that are at the same level you're at. And imagine the hundreds and hundreds of people worldwide that that, that one event filtered through their performance to get people to this level of elitism in Olympics. Imagine... The attitude that any of those athletes would have if they got on the starting block or they, you know, began the race or they, you know, jumped into the pool thinking they're going to fail. Just think about that for a second. No, they're going to learn from every mistake they make. And the reason why they want to get the mistakes figured out and the reason why they watch video and the reason why they analyze their performance is because within that, Analyzation, the analytics of that performance are breakthroughs. And the breakthroughs come in number five, and that is to look for clues. I'll give you an example. If a sales call doesn't go well, why didn't it go well? What did you say or not say? What did you ask or not ask? What was your tone? Okay, what was your behavior? What was your spirit? I came out of a conversation yesterday. I flew to Chicago. We had a a major dialogue with a major bank in America that uh, wants us to come alongside them and help equip their loan officers for success in the marketplace. And um, I got on the plane after that meeting was over and I just leaned my chair back and I replayed the meeting, which by the way, went very, very well. And I replayed almost every element that I could remember of the meeting and I anchored what went right. What were the things that that really went well? What were the things that um, seemed to coalesce the dialogue and and create trust in the conversation and even the moments of kind of humor and emotional connection and the places that we felt that we met. And then The same thing I went through and was there anything we could have done differently? Was there uh, something we said here that we shouldn't have said? Was there something we didn't say that we could have said? Every selling situation you are ever in for your entire life gives you clues about what you can do better and gives you reminders of what you've done well. So the main message here is if you wanna succeed at a high level, Failure has got to be your friend. You've got to be able to bounce back. You've got to be able to be resilient. You've got to be able to compartmentalize the failure, not have it take you down and drag you down. See emotionally and, and intellectually the benefit of the failure. Document and, and journal the lesson the failure teaches you. Understand that you can shake up your day like we used to shake up Etch-a-Sketches and that failure can go away. You are a byproduct of how you fail well. And the message here on this episode was don't let failure take you down. Don't let it be the wind on your wings. Let it be the wind under you that lifts you up and propels you to a new destiny and to a higher level of success. Every single person that gets up here, that gets to the highest pinnacles of success has endured failure and they have handled it well. The people that are still down here are not handling failure well, and they become failure resistant instead of failure resilient. I want you to be resilient. I want your bounce back factor to be high. Treat failure as your friend and you will succeed at the highest levels possible.